Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, good to have you with us today. Great to be with you again, Dr. Paul. Very good. Uh, you know, some parts of the country still very, very hot uh, hmm. for a lot of reasons. This state of California, it uh, probably deserves a little heat, uh, you know, excessive. But you have some politicians out there that are pretty excessive in the, in the wind blowing and the messages they give. But they're in a mess. But the rest of the country isn't nearly as bad. But... Uh, it seems like when the, the temperatures get a little higher, higher than normal, they need more government. So, yeah, so it's pretty hot out there. And we had a hot summer, but uh, actually I have the greenest grass I've ever had. And I don't know how it survives so well because we did go several months without rain. But, but anyway, in the West right now especially, they're having trouble. In the West, they've been using government a long time to make sure that there are no problems ever. Everything is to be taken care of. Of course, they use the problems that exist as excuses for building their governments. When you look at these governments in California, including New York and these other places, a problem is there. Uh, they'll solve it, and the government gets bigger. And the more chaos there is, the bigger the government gets. And sometimes they help create the chaos. But right now is a temperature thing, and it's going to last a couple more days, I'm sure. And then it's going to go away, and they'll find another one. There'll be a, there'll be a snowfall they'll be worrying about. But uh, so, right, so right now, uh, people do suffer from it. I've gone through one hurricane here in Texas, and uh, I did not leave, and I didn't have electricity for, uh, must, must have been close to two weeks. And it's not very nice. Uh, but uh, I chose not to leave for various reasons. And uh, this, uh, th th this can be a problem. But uh, overall, what we see, Chris, is that when something like uh, a heat spell comes along and people are really upset, they turn to the government. What's the government going to do? What's the government mm -hmm. going to do? Uh, they don't ask, did the government do anything to create some of these problems? Uh, maybe the uh, electricity is a problem. And all of a sudden, Chris, it makes us think about, you know, uh, all those greenies out there regulating all this stuff. I wonder if they could have contributed to our problems. And, and right now, though, uh, the only answer we hear coming from those in charge of these particular states is the government sees this as a problem. They want to do something about it. They have to uh, appease the constituencies. And guess what? They don't do the right thing. They, they tend to make the problems much worse. Sort of like the Federal Reserve when it comes to a problem of inflation, they make it worse. So right now, Chris, I, I see this uh, not changing significantly very soon, but eventually what we hope to do is, is get, to be, get people to be more rational and realize that government policies create a lot of these problems. And therefore, you can't go crawl under the government and say, just send us more money. You know. Uh, in a way, uh, the, the tragedy of our uh, consequence of the COVID, you know, it was, it was the way the government was managing things. And the worse it got, the more money they pumped out. So, that, so far, uh, we have our work uh, still uh, available to us to try to straighten this out and get people to understand that uh, there's a role for government. But it's not to micromanage our lives mm. and the economy or the thermostats. Chris. Right, Dr. Paul. And speaking of thermostats, that's what caught our attention in an article of what happened in California, uh, excuse me, Colorado recently, 
where 22,000 households, they lost control of changing the temperature in their own homes. And it was hot. You know, they had these smart thermostats. And they got the message that, uh, you know, it's, it's fixed at this temperature. You can't change it. You know, and that's, you know, one of the reasons, the main reason, I've avoided those smart thermostats. Because as long as uh, so many people are governed by this climate ideology, I don't want it. You know, because they're going to take control of your house. And that's a shame because I like the smart thermostats. I like the idea there's people that I know that have it. And I, I would get one if, uh, you know, this crazy ideology wasn't dominating at the moment. Perhaps someday. But the point is, uh, you know, technology itself can be used for good or for ill. Uh, airplanes can take you around the world so you can see the world. Or they could be used to drop bombs on people. You know, nuclear energy, same thing. Internet. So there's nothing good, inherently good or bad about technology. The problem we face today is our government does pretty much whatever the heck it wants. So whatever technology exi exists, whether we know about it or technologies that we don't know about, they're going to try to use it you know, to try to control us. And that is why uh, on this show we try to uh, uh, focus in on it's so important what the role of government should be. Uh, if, if government has you know, free reign, they're going to use it. And they're losing it each time with, with the censorship on social media, with the war on cash, with this. You know, more and more people are like, this is outrageous. Government should not have these powers. So with each power grab, more and more people are going to have that desire to restrain government again. You know, so much of our liberties we give up uh, are a reaction by the government for problems that actually exist. They may have created them, or there might be some other causes, maybe natural causes, but an opportunity for some of these people who believe that government should be very much involved, more chaos, the bigger the government, and it, it marches on. But on this technological issue that has been going on, uh, I, I remember when this particular bill passed that I think introduced us to this, and that was, you know, that was 50 years ago. In 1970, they passed a bill because technology was getting really modernized. It was recognized that doctors' records, bank records, uh, these, these were secret things, and, and, and that was back when the people believed that the Social Security number was never to be used for identification. And then the technology moved along, and people started worrying about that. So the, the people talked to their congressmen, yeah, well, we're working on it. And, uh, and, and then they came up with a bill called the Bank Secrecy Act. Uh, they're they're going to make sure your bank account is secret. So that should have been the tip-off, and I've talked about this ever since then, is no matter what they say in the title, be prepared. It's probably exactly the opposite of what they're going to do, and that's what's happened. I mean, there is no, there's no secrecy in bank activity, and the more technology we have, the more control they have, and uh, the government's just uh, love this stuff. But the technology uh, is, is available. It should be to protect our privacy. And uh, it, it is something that was important, you know, to the founders. Uh, they thought they had it, uh, had it clarified in the Fourth Amendment, but they also had a problem that they weren't quite aware of all the technology. But the general terms still fit. The government doesn't have a right to interfere in your privacy. And, oh, well, we'll get a warrant. Oh, yeah, that's worked out real well, especially when you want privacy in election and who's voting and who isn't voting and who's cheating. So it's, it's something. So this issue of, of, of privacy is key. 
it's it's going on in, in um, you, you know in, in the monetary issue, not only in the dollar, but those individuals who are looking for alternatives to the dollars, other currencies. Everybody regulates and knows exactly what's happening on every international currency uh, transaction. There was a time when they didn't even have futures markets in the foreign currencies because they were temporarily locked to the dollar, and the dollar was locked to gold. But that, of course, ended in 1971. So it it wasn't so. But now they, there there's so much uh, effort made, and even when there's alternatives, such in the crypto world, uh, you know, the one thing I've feared about the crypto world is what, what what's going to what's going to happen? Is it going to be uh, anonymous, and is it going to be uh, you know clear for everybody to see it? Well, I, I bumped into a couple people in both fields and in the government, and I'm not all that optimistic about it being secret. And I think the government, because the very first time I heard a Federal Reserve official respond to the cryptocurrencies, uh, I was shocked. I think it was, uh, I, I, I think it was Yellen. And she, she, uh, she didn't sound like she was worried about it. Oh, oh yeah, this is just technology moving on. We'll de deal with it. And I thought, boy, that was much too soft. And I think that's what happened. So anytime they're coming here to take care of you, to give you perfect health care and privacy in health care, there's no more privacy in health care than man on the moon. They, it's, it go instantaneously. You know, if a doctor calls a drugstore now and calls in a prescription, that has immediately gone into the federal records, and it's, a, it's available. The pharmaceuticals benefit by it because a lot of their promotions are there. So that, this is the whole idea of, of uh, privacy and technology and the ability to regulate our, our thermostats, and they're determined to do this, and it will be done in the name of green technology. Everybody, oh, well, this is a different story. The world is being polluted, but I think we've been polluted for sure with uh, excessive government intervention. That's where our real pollution is. That's right, Dr. Paul. And the biggest polluter on the earth is the U.S. government. Right. How about that? Yeah. Via, the, via the military empire. <laughs> now, there is zero appetite to change that. The military empire is not going anywhere. So do they even believe their climate uh, you know, rhetoric? By actions, they do not. They want to instead control everybody else's life. But, uh, you know, another incident that um, caught our attention, Dr. Paul, as bad as that Colorado incident was, this morning the EU came out with a whopper. The EU is even worse. They want mandatory target for reducing electricity use at peak hours. And the EU president said what we have to do is flatten the curve. She actually used those words, they want to flatten the curve on energy use. It's, I mean, they're making it so obvious that there is a agenda here, you know, with COVID, it was to control your movement and try to get you used to taking forced injections whenever they deem that you need one. And this is for energy use. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to get what they want, of course. They wanted 7 billion people to have jabs. They got, I think, 1 billion, which is an extraordinary amount, but it's not seven, not even close. And they wanted vaccine passports and you have to show that you got your forced injection. You have to prove it to everyone, no matter what you do. And with very small exceptions, that is not the case. Um, so they don't get what they want, but uh, just because they have something in their imagination. So that's a good thing. And you know, this instant instance with the EU, 
they're the ones, and just like California, that created the problem, like Dr. Paul mentioned. And then all of a sudden, everyone else has to suffer, and you're all in it together. I mean, what a bunch of nonsense. So this is a, yet another example of why power should be decentralized and should never be centralized like this. One thing I'm thinking, though, we might give credit to the EU is they're, they're pretty consistent in doing dumb things. You know, they, <laughs> they, they look, look at how they handle energy and look how they handle, uh, you know, U.S. dictates on them uh, uh, whether or not they can import uh, oil and energy from Russia. So they're, they're, they self-inflict, uh, you know, all these penalties on themselves. That it it, uh, it doesn't it doesn't seem to help them at all. So whether it's uh, energy, they do the same thing, uh, and then it, it, and it's connected because we are talking about the energy, the energy that they mess up on providing their own energy and staying away from these international fights. Uh, internationally, it's damaging because uh, you know their enemy is Russia, and so Russia becomes stronger uh, and. They sell more and make more profits and align themselves with uh, with uh, with China. So it's 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 something that is utterly amazing why they go along with this, and then they end up with shortages. Why would why would the governments have shortages? They're powerful. They're all powerful. Uh, they're either really dumb. Some people say no, they're not dumb. They know what they're doing because some of them want chaos. And I think it's a mixture. I can't sort all that out. All I know is they take advantage of the chaos. And no matter what their deeply rooted motives have been for the policies that they have been using and issuing, I, I, can't, I don't think anybody can have an absolute understanding of that. But the one thing for sure, uh, it, it makes things worse. So if they're going to do it with their economic policy, their foreign policy, uh, have this intervention, then they come along. And the biggest issue of the day, of course, is uh, we got to discipline these individuals who think they have the right to adjust their own thermostat. My goodness, what kind of a throwback idea is that? I mean, this, this is strange. This is going back to the very dark ages, as far as I'm concerned, when they started doing this. So it's the whole issue is what, what is the role of government and what are they doing? And they're not protecting our liberties. They're destroying our liberties. And uh, it's hurting us economically. And that, of course, uh, finally wakes people up. Constant, long-lasting wars will wake people up. And certainly long-lasting uh, uh, lockdown uh, for COVID. People woke up to that and uh, we've made a little bit of an advancement getting away from that. But uh, I, I just think that if we present our case in, in, in the best form possible, maybe people will grasp this before the problems come. Mm -hmm. I mean, how long has it been uh, since the understanding of the monetary policy in the Federal Reserve causes booms and then the bust? It's been known a long time, but there's still, I would say 90-some percent of the people, they still think the main thing we need is more money, you know, because people can't afford their rent. So, uh, but if we could just reach people, with this common sense, but it seems like the temptation uh, to uh, have an easy way out and, and, and take, uh, take the benefits and the promises of politicians, I think one place to stop is be very cautious on believing what the politicians tell you. <laughs> That's a good rule of thumb, Dr. Paul. <laughs> Unless their last name ends with Paul, then you could trust that. But uh, 
I will finish up by saying uh, this agenda for control is fundamentally flawed right from the get-go. And uh, it stems, in my view, from industrialization, which brought tremendous blessings to humanity. Uh, tremendous. And it gave mankind tremendous control over our natural world, which is good. That's why we're created. We have dominion over the earth. However, a big mistake was made, and I understand how it could be made. Uh, you know, this idea of automation and machinery and engineering and science, you know, it was taken from the su successful production of goods and mistakenly uh, believed to be like, well, let's automate humanity. And this is a failed idea. This will not work. We are not robots. We are not software programs. Our bodies are not operating systems that you upgrade with vaccines. This is all nonsense. But this is where the idea stems from. They, they feel like they should control everything. Control, look at how we can control nature. Well, humans are a part of nature. Let's go after them next. The difference is we are not robots. We have our own free will, our own goals. We do not obey like a robot does. You know, they wanted seven billion arms to get shots. Only one billion did. Why? Because people have their own minds. They search for the truth. And if they find out that this is not what they should be doing, they don't obey. And that just bothers the authoritarians. They want us to act like a software program, but we will not at any point. So they're constantly trying to trick us with a new scheme, new scheme, new scheme. They are doomed to failure, and that is very good. Good. You know, you bring it up the subject of uh, the automation, depending on how you do it, makes it makes a big difference. <clears throat> in, uh, <coughs> excuse me, in economics, it also says that uh, if, if you, uh, if, if you believe in freedom, freedom of choice and freedom of prices in the market, you can defend it on a moral principle that you have a right to your life and the fruits of your labor. And I, I'm, I'm in that camp. I believe we have a moral right. And, uh, you know, and if you have your freedom, it's up to people who are freed decide what, what really ends up and how you use this technology. Uh, there are others, and, uh, and Mises talks about this, <clears throat> The freedom to have the, to have a free market is best because it's the best system, you know. And uh, he he would go and compare, uh, you know, freedom and and no tariffs and no taxes and all this, and compare it to an authoritarian state. And obviously, you know, which side wins. But I I separate them for another reason too, is because the technology um, is is also uh, used for different reasons. Um, if, if you have advancement of technology, and I think I can use nuclear uh, power as an example, there's so much technology, it's been so great, and Chris points out some of the shortcomings if it's, if it's used to control people, but I see technology having been used over the centuries as being motivated for that information to go in and be used for fighting and killing each other, and a lot less just for promoting peace and prosperity. And the technology is there, uh, but uh, how it's used, so it does fall down on the morality of the people. What kind of a system they have, what kind of a government we have, are the laws moral and sensible, and then, then the choices end up as individuals. It's this business when the government takes away, takes it away and, you know, promoting some automation, which isn't very good, or taking this technology and take nuclear te technology and think how many millions of people have been killed with that already. 
but not in a good sense. You can use, uh, you, you can use uh, nuclear technology and nuclear power for really, they're starting even somehow on the side of the green saying, hey, you know, it's one of the cleanest, cleanest, uh, uh, you know, cleanest uh, energy sources is nuclear energy. So it can be, you use them to kill people or the other. And I think people are just, uh, you know, uh, it seems like the winners of that little contest going up is the technology has gone into the hands of the government and the hands of fighting war. And that's why this issue of privacy, government ends up t totally controlling the privacy at the expense of the privacy of the individual. And that, of course, is our goal here is to emphasize the importance of what it's like to have liberty where the individual makes the decisions if an individual makes it makes a mistake they suffer the consequence if a government agent if somebody like a dr fauci makes a mistake more than just fauci suffers the consequences that's why you don't want people in these positions and that doesn't mean that everybody that ever ended up in government didn't have they weren't well well intended but people make mistakes and even though the motivations might be good, they make mistakes, then everybody suffers. So everybody that wants to do something with the energy th energy issue, uh, they're, they're not necessarily bad, but they have some bad ideas. And there's a lot of people who take advantage of that. So that's why we have to sort that out. Because the one thing I've come to conclude and, and understand and believe in is that if I had a choice on what kind of a society I want to live in, I want to live in a, the freest society I can find. And I think I've been fortunate, as so many Americans have. We have been born in a country that at one time was the best example ever of a free society, which is now not quite as robust as it used to be. But it's up to us all and everybody who cares to also invest their time not only in protecting themselves physically and uh, spiritually, but to protect oneself, you know, in, in the sense of uh, being able to protect your freedoms. That is what we'll continue to do. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.